We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. A lawsuit has been filed in St. Louis alleging misconduct on the part of opioid manufacturers, pharmaceutical companies, and pharmacies as contributing to the epidemic. The suit was filed in St. Louis on behalf of 10 Missouri counties, including Jefferson County. And joining me to give us details about the action is Jeff Lowe. He is an attorney with Carrie, Danny, and Lowe, the law firm that filed the suit. Jeff, thanks for coming in. Oh, you're welcome. Nice to be here. How did this all come about? Well, the, the, the lawsuits, there, there are a lot of them already been filed in, and consolidated in the federal court in Ohio. But what's happened is, over the course of years, opiates have become a major, major problem in the U.S. But so much so that the, uh, the, the, the average life expectancy in America has decreased based on the opiate epidemic. It's decreasing for the first time. It's the leading cause of death of Americans under 50. And it it it, ca- it, be, it it caused by the um, major pharmaceutical manufacturers who make opiates, uh, expanding the uses for which uh, opiates could be prescribed, and then it's really called misbranding. Mm-hmm. They were violating federal law by by uh, having salespeople come out and talk to doctors, putting on seminars, uh, and just misleading doctors as to how, what opiates could be used for. So, so what is the? I understand the problem, but uh, the, the nitty gritty of, of your uh, your suit filed here. Well, the nitty gritty is that the is that they uh, manufacturers engage in something called misbranding, which is uh, telling doctors and getting doctors to prescribe opiates for chronic pain. Opiates have there's never been any study that showed that is effective in treating chronic pain. I mean, what happens is you need higher dosage, and people get addicted. And what the lawsuit is, uh, is who's going to clean up the mess? And right now, it, the, the, the mess is being cleaned up by cities and counties. You know, for example, you know, uh, you have the cost of uh, uh, paramedics now carry Narcan shots. I mean, they're expensive to buy. They, 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 Narcan will take someone back from the dead almost. Um, you have uh, ambulances. You have med- uh, anybody who's young and dies, a medical examiner. You have those costs. You have prison costs. You have uh, cost uh, for foster care for opiate-addicted parents who their children are taken away. So there's a whole myriad of costs that we are seeking to recover on behalf of the counties. So that is the basis that why the counties are filing the suit. It's costing them a lot of money to deal with this uh, opioid crisis. And we say it's costing the counties a lot of money. It's costing us a lot of money because we're the taxpayers. Right. And I think it's, it's up to about 50,000 people a year die. You mentioned the life expectancy. And it's, yeah, it's it's actually, I think it's actually 64,000 now. Really? Yeah. Well, that's climbing very, very quickly then. What do you see as the individual responsibility here? Because there are three prongs to this. You've got the uh, pharmaceutical companies, ph- manufacturers, and you've got the, the uh, pharmacies themselves. Break that down, each yeah. one of them, where their, their liability sure. might lie. Uh, the, the, the manufacturer defendants are liable primarily for, viol- uh, for distributing um, narcotics in violation of the federal guidelines on the particular purpose you can market for. So they, they have, like, a, there's a, used to be an organization called the American Pain Foundation, which they funded, and then they distributed misleading information. So they're responsible for getting everyone, and they primarily targeted general practitioners 
And even to the point where they, there were some guidelines saying it was almost unethical not to prescribe someone opiate if they're in pain. Mm-hmm. And so then they, that gets the people addicted. But there's also federal guidelines that they, they, they keep track of every pill that's manufactured and where it goes. So uh, the distributor defendants, including the pharmacies, um, they will know, you know, for example, I think there was like one example I saw where a, a pharmacy that would normally sell like 70,000 opiates had 6 million pills. Hmm. So the distributor who distributed that keeps track of that data. And they're, they're supposed to report to the federal government if they believe it's improper diversion. Because hmm. everybody knows you can buy opiates on the street nowadays. Where they come from? They come from improper diversion of prescribed drugs. Hmm. So the, the manufacturers and the distributors have a duty to report to the federal government when they believe that there has been an improper diversion and that hasn't been done. And they, 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 pay, they paid a lot of fines because of that. Is, is there a dollar figure associated with this particular suit in terms of what you're seeking uh, to, to, to help uh, offset the cost to the counties? It's a little too early right now. I mean, we have, um, we're using one, one county as a kind of a test county and gathering all the data. And so we hired a data information service that's pulling the data out. Basically, they take all the data and put it on a separate hard drive. Mm-hmm. So the county says, hey, we preserve it and the county can keep on doing their business. And then we have an economist who's going through that and calculating the damages. But, you know, it, it could be very high. I mean, we were looking at one county recently and thought in five years it's probably 15 to $20 million. That, that to me, just seems low. But I, well, what, what that, do I know? <laughs> that, that's also, that's not future. That's yeah. just, you know, because you also need money to clean up in the future. Yeah. You, you only have 10 counties and you have the city of Joplin. Why only 10? We've got uh, nine times that many in Missouri. Well, we'd be happy to represent more of them. Uh-huh. Um, we went we went down and made presentations to a lot of counties. Uh, some were on, some some signed up, some didn't. Um, some signed up with other law firms, but uh, yeah, there's still a lot out there who aren't represented that we'd be happy to represent. The uh, you mentioned the physicians a moment ago, kind of glossed over that. How come physicians aren't brought into this suit because they they're the ones that are actually prescribing these things. Yes, well, I mean, we, there actually is one one physician we have sued. Um, he had we, he has a, a place down on, on Grand, I believe, who we believe improperly prescribed opiates. Um, but in some respect, we believe that the doctors were, were were misled by the manufacturers. For example, they might tell, the manufacturer might tell them that it's been approved for long term use, and they cite, always cite to one study. It was in 1982. It's not even a study. It's a letter to the editor to the to the New, New England uh, Journal of Medicine, describing opiate treatment in a hospital, which means it was for acute pain anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's they say that they say it's been proven, and then the, the doctors believe them. They also pay other doctors to go out and talk to the other doctors. Um, they're called key opinion leaders. So it's really a mis a misinformation campaign by the manufacturers. You you had some numbers that you were mentioning to me before we went on the air with regard to the number. Of uh, of pills that are being uh, purchased, I guess, in some of these various places. Give our audience some of those uh, numbers. Okay, then there was a, there was an instance of a community of 390 people, and over 10 years they had not nine, 9 million opiates sold in in, in that town. Um, there's another uh, a town of 2,900 people where 21 million pills were distributed. And I think it came down to 6,500 6, pills per person per day. Um, in uh, West Virginia itself, uh, it's, a, it's a state of 1.8 million. 
uh, 780 million opiates were sold. So, I mean, the numbers are staggering, and that shows that there's diversion that's going on to the black market. Or, you know, people go there and get a prescription, they don't really need it, and then they sell it. Do you think you can stop that with this suit? Um, I think with well, the FDA, everyone's cracking down on it. The, the suit itself will not. Um, but it's certainly, doctors are much more aware now of opiates. I'll give you an example. I had a knee, I had a knee replacement in 2009. I had another one December of, of, this, of 17. But opiate prescription was much different. I mean, to get my last two weeks, I had almost begged the doctor. And then he told me, you know, look, you, you, know, you, you know, you just don't go off them right away, down dose. No one ever said that before. And also, you can only get a week prescription at a time, and you got to go in person. And then, you know, to get the, to get the, get the prescription and go to the pharmacy in person. So it's much harder. I mean, it's going to be more restrictive. But How long is all of this going to take? I mean, this seems like it's going to be very complicated and, and uh, long term. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the lawsuit's going to take a long time, but the problem is going to be here for much longer than the lawsuits mm-hmm. because it, it, is, it is a literal epidemic. That's the word that everybody's using. Uh, before we say goodbye, we have a caller here who wants to get into the conversation. We'll bring in Eric and uh, take his question or comment. Go ahead, Eric. You're on the air. Yeah, hi. I was just wanted to touch base on what you guys were talking about as far as the, uh, the uh, epidemic. <clears throat> I myself was, uh, I'm still currently involved in it from I got in a car accident and was prescribed uh, 40 Percocet 10s every two weeks. And that went on for a while. And then once that stopped, you know, there was no help for when it stops, which makes you then turn, you know, buy it from somebody on the street. And so in the end, the doctor that prescribed the medicine has no accountability. I have to now go see a specialist to get off of the medicine, which costs thousands of dollars to do. And then to, to maintain and take that medicine is just, the money is ridiculous. And, uh, you know, it, it bothers me a little bit to hear that, you know, the people with the problem get bypassed. It, you know, the, the city's going to get the money, but, you know, what about us who, you know, fell victim to it all? You know, and not, I'm a grown-up. I understand what I was doing when I was taking them. But, again, you know, 40 every two weeks at the time, I didn't realize how, you know, bad that was. <laughs> Eric, thank you for the call. It's a good points made there. And I, can, I can actually say that um, part of the lawsuit is aimed at to, it's called to abate the nuisance, the problem created. And abatement, we, we would plan that there would be more money for drug treatment facilities. There are some very good drugs uh, used to treat addiction that aren't used that often, and you may be on one of them. Um, and uh, so hopefully the, pro- the problem is not just going to be give the city's money, but it's also to fix the problem so there's not a bunch of people who are still addicted out on the streets. All righty. Well, uh, well, we'll let it go at that. And, and you filed a suit in St. Louis. Why here? Most Aside from Jefferson County, most of the— uh, most of the counties involved are out state. Well, a um, couple reasons. First of all, the law allows us to do so. And I always believe in, uh, you know, there's some great trial judges in St. Louis. They deal with a lot of complicated issues. Um, and so we believe it's the most favorable venue for us. Mm-hmm. I was equated to the Civil War. Would you rather be on top of a hill shooting down or down charging up? So we like to pick the best place for our clients, and defendants do the exact same thing. And you've got Jack Garvey, a former judge, working on this as well, and he, yeah. knows, his, he knows his way around the court system. He, he's here. one of our partners. We hired him about three or four years ago when he, when he retired from the bench. Okay. Well, Jeff Lowe, I want to thank you so much for bringing us up to speed on this suit, and we'll be watching that. I think you're probably going to have some more clients before it's okay, all over. We, we hope so. That's hope Jeff so. Lowe. He's an attorney with Carrie, Danny, and Lowe. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.